do not adjust your set. In a minute, we'll be talking to Swedish sound artist and sculptor Nicholas Lundberg, who has been on a month-long residency in East Cork, exploring the idea of space waste at the National Space Centre outside Middleton. I've dropped by as he's putting the finishing touches to his sculpture and sound installation. So what was that? Data files that I received from uh, a Tom Bonnet and um, they are actually recordings of uh, of deep space actually from uh, recordings of the hydrogen line it's called and so um, that's kind of amazing that I got hold of these files and then so then, then I made like a distortion of, of the files. So what you hear like the more like uh, calmer sections is the data files more or less undisturbed but transferred to sound. And then when you hear these more chaotic uh, parts, it's just interference. Will we go somewhere a little bit more quieter to talk yeah. properly? Because yeah. it's so Let's noisy in here. <laughs> been here for one month is that right yeah one month yeah and tell me how this residency how you even got interested in it or how you ended up coming down to Greywood it was a uh, open call that I, I was searching for residencies and this show up and I felt like oh this is a great opportunity let's do it and uh, yeah luckily I got selected so I'm really glad about that. So for uh, Cork audiences who might not be familiar with your work, can you just say a little bit about yourself? I'm Swedish and I'm a sound artist that I also do like sculptural work so in combination. So that's basically my practice, what it's about, like sound and things that make sound. Tell me just a little bit about what you did when you arrived. So did you get tours of this facility first or, you know, how did you set about doing this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we came here and then we uh, went up here like this day after I arrived. We went up here to the space center and uh, looked at the stuff, looked at the place, talk, talk, and like. So it was kind of like just uh, full, full on from day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I've been off and on here and like talking with the people and uh, I had a video meetings with people I mean people work from home and so so so, so it's been uh, an exploring on, on several different planes but you've been staying in Killa in Greywood Arts yeah for the it's wonderful yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there I have access to their uh, their visual studio which is a really nice uh, studio yeah, on the top floor there and I also have a room there where I stay so it's it's a really nice solution and opportunity and is there often an installation element like to your sound work because obviously we're here in this building underneath the satellite dish at the yeah. Moment. <laughs> yeah so I've been like uh, offered uh, scrap objects like mater- uh, materials like from the site and um, and I also been offered like satellite data uh, so that's what I'm using here 
and uh, so it's an installation that is taking form. Were you interested in things to do with space and space waste and those types of things before you embarked on this one? I used recycle I use recycling materials in all, all our work I do so I mean I have this environmental aspect um, all the way through so in that way it's uh, uh, it's a very strong link to what the work I do and then like for space itself I mean I I like I like it but it's not like I'm a I'm an artist doing uh, that's my comment on the on on the world yeah doing my art but I'm I'm not uh, I don't have a deep knowledge in in space like that from the yeah. start. However, I've been researching a lot since I had all this time. I've been like spending a lot of time just reading up on things and sort of like to validate for myself that I'm going to express something here and say something about space waste. It's quite shocking, isn't it? Because, you know, I mean, we, we think quite a lot now about like our ecology here on this planet and how wasteful we've been with resources and how much mess we've made, basically. Mm. I remember listening to something and somebody talking about the amount of junk that is now just floating around and that we're just kind of pushing off outside of our atmosphere, just mm. out into space. It's like we're repeating the same terrible mistakes we're making on this planet. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly my opinion. And it's just like, to me, it's just like, uh, it's unbelievable in a way that we can do this once again. And when it's so obvious that we have this uh, situation on Earth that we have to work with. But it's a, of course, it's a, like a huge and complex thing. So you cannot, but uh, you cannot like, you have to take a lot of things into account. I mean, what's disturbing is that there is nobody that can really say that, no, this, this is not going to be a problem. But most, if you ask someone, they'll be like, well, nobody really knows. And yeah. that, that to me is like, that's bad news. I even, I heard this amazing uh, interview uh, with a man who was saying that we might even end up trapped here because of our own waste. That like the area of space in which the waste then tends to accumulate is so dangerous that it becomes difficult to to navigate it just seems such a crazy concept that we'd be flinging stuff out there and yeah. then we could end up actually jeopardizing our own space future if we keep going i think one should uh, keep in mind that it's not just about are we traveling physically but it's also about light coming in from space to be able to observe that like for science purposes and it's also the radio waves, like uh, like that's what this is, the Earth station is about, and that's also getting hindered by uh, waste and also technology. That's like uh, we're filling up uh, space with technology. So there are several things that uh, that can be disturbed by this. So tell me about the sculptural installation that you're going to have here in the space station. I've spent a lot of time just researching on this like where science is at today, like what, what uh, trying just to have a understanding of what quantum physics or dark matter and dark energy and all those things, like to give myself something to validate for myself that I'm going to say something. As we just mentioned, the, the, that we repeat the same mistakes. So what I'm doing, I'm trying to, because given experience that somehow illustrate this. It's an interactive part, so um, 
I'm trying to give the audience an experience where they can reevaluate things maybe. And so you have something that is essentially space waste. Obviously it hasn't left the planet yeah. and come back again, which yeah. is disappointing. Mm. But I was telling my nieces that I was going to go and do this. And one of my nieces said, you have to lick it. And I said, <laughs> like the sculpture. <laughs> and I said, why? And she said, she said, because I want you to come back and tell me what space tastes like. So <laughs> she thought she thought that it had been up, but had come back down again. Yeah. But that's not true. No, no, no. That's like, because that would be like a very expensive project <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and complicated. So that's why I'm saying that I'm I'm working on the like the idea. I mean, and and then I have like materials that I have and as and soundless symbols for things more yeah. more so than an exact uh, something exact. So yeah, so I uh, I have uh, I've received a, a great uh, parabolic antenna. And that's uh, part of the sculpture. And then I have received these data files from the recordings from, from outer space. Yeah. And that's what I build the sound on. So it's essentially, it looks like, your sculpture looks like a big dish, but it also has like grass growing through it. Yeah, it's been lying outside for a long time and I just thought it was so pretty. And also really pre picturing of the whole thing because it's it's broken and it's... It's waste, you know. Yeah. So I felt that that's uh, I didn't want to alter that too much because I think it looked pretty and, and it said something as it was. So that's like the center of the installation, this three meter parabolic dish. Go back to the audio then and, and tell me about your sound installation and try and explain it to me in a real kind of Fredomi's way. <laughs> it's it's a radar uh, readings of the a 21 centimeter wavelength hydrogen line and hydrogen is something that's that's what's most of in our universe so you can when um, radio astronomers measure uh, this um, the concentration of hydrogen they can um, they can detect objects far away by by using this technique and and by analyzing this data, they can come up with a lot of things. And as a parenthesis, there also be an audio recording that you can listen through headphones, whereas some people that know way much more on this matter than me, they'll be talking. So you can listen to that as well. The data, it's in numeric form or it's represented visually, you know, when they're analyzing uh, it? It's, it's um, I mean, it's translated to numeric form because it's, it's uh, radiation. Yeah originally and then it's translated and recorded in some some kind of digital form you know, like the values uh, and it's really voltages that are like stored as numbers digits so and then i got a list of these digits and then i'm using that to create so it's but so it's like no real correlation between uh like uh, radiation, uh, this type of radiation and microwaves and sound waves. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, but you can, you can listen to the sound for, in a way, the same way that the scientists are looking at, uh, I mean, in a way they are looking for, um, if you think about it, it's like a noise and they look for animalities or patterns that doesn't like fit 
the what they're expecting yeah. then that may be a saint for something so you could actually try to listen to the soundscape that i'm doing and if you hear something that's not like uh, acting as it has been for a while maybe you just discovered something exactly yeah i was just wondering is that like actually something that scientists could be using to make their life a little bit easier they could be listening and going oh, i mean oh. <laughs> I, I i don't think they do but they do like in the graphs uh, translated graphs and to me it makes sense actually to translate it to sound as well and the effect is well to me it's really unsettling i've only heard a tiny clip of it but there is something kind of ominous am i bringing that to it or do you, do you get that too it sounds What's kind ominous? of like um there's a kind of a sense of like doom or oppressive or gloomy or some kind of heavy feeling yeah. to that sound do well you... that was uh, now you heard like excerpt of the because i'm still working on it yeah but uh, the, the when it gets more dramatic that's when you're present so as as you are present in this installation you are disturbing what you're experiencing so this is my way of picturing what we're actually doing now when we're trying to observe space but we put so much stuff in in orbit that we are disturbing whatever we are trying to look at so when you enter the installation you will not be really able to hear the clean version because you're destroying it by your presence <laughs> so that's like actually the core of the, the artwork. Okay, so it's going to play away and it'll be running along in the background and then when somebody comes in, yeah. that alters what it's doing. Yeah. Wow, you, that's amazing. And you can, uh, uh, if you're really still, you might be here a more non-distorted version. But the more you move around, the more you alter. Yeah. But... I mean, so it's it becomes like a, a bit like a moralizing uh, thing in, in that sense. But to me, it's also like I mean, it's it's fun to destroy as well. So <laughs> that's your if you if you just want to go in and make a lot of noise, that's fine. And that's also like what we're doing here, uh, like just going at full speed ahead uh, with technology and uh, not really like knowing what the consequences are. Maybe, I mean, it's not really my personal opinion, but maybe that's okay because we are just a, such a little parenthesis in uh, in Earth history or even like, and the universe, of course. So maybe we should just party when we can. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I leave that up to whoever is attending to experience the installation to judge by themselves, you know. And you know, but when we're in a very, we're in a kind of a pressure cooker of, of opinion and stuff about, especially about things to do with environment and how we've treated this planet and stuff. And that's not a, that's not a stance that you hear reflected very frequently. <laughs> no. But then, so my my personal opinion is that we should definitely not party when. <laughs> but uh, so, but I'm just saying it to have a. To not be like moralizing like that. People have to make their own opinion or judgment. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that when you have, you know, teenagers coming in, <laughs> I think I can predict the outcome. Yeah. There. I think there's going to be very little yeah. uh, staying still. Yeah. So, so that's like, and also like when I do uh, installations, and uh, 
I try to have like several layers. There'll be like different things that you can appreciate if you're an adult or if you're a child or a teenager. So, I mean, this obviously to me fits very much into the whole kind of STEAM thing, the inclusion of arts and sciences that we've seen evolving over the past few years for sure. Mm. And this idea that maybe in education for a long time, we've separated art from science to everybody's detriment. I mean, if you go back as far as like Leonardo da Vinci, there was no seb segregation and mm. the curiosity that that artists carry with them was also the curiosity of scientists and vice versa. Mm. Do, you th do you have a, a kind of a stance on that? Do you like working within that kind of steam realm? Uh, yeah, I, I think this doesn't make any sense to separate art from science but because and especially when you're here like talking about science that are like closely connected to uh, space, deep space. I mean, you get all these questions about what we are and what we come from and what's out there. I mean, it's like, it's very, very much uh, the same things that you deal in, uh, are in several art forms. Uh, so it's like, it doesn't make sense to separate it at all to me. Yeah. Yeah. But but I also have like, um, I, I mean, when I use technology, I, I have a real primitive approach. And it's also important for me to have a, a it should not be technology for technology's sake. There has to be a, like a reason for using the technology if with what I want to say. And uh, are you an optimist about the future? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I think it's gonna be worse and worse and worse. But I also think, but we're gonna adapt. So humanity is gonna like, well, we'll, we'll manage. But the environmental <clears throat> problem on Earth, I do think it's just gonna get worse. Yeah. Because it's capitalism. That's our system. That's how it works. I mean, that that's what brings all the wealth that we can do uh, this. But it's. It's it's what uh, brings these like s actors that have an enormous wealth, if it may control even individuals, and they uh, go about and run along with their agenda, and nobody can really stop them. So as long as we have this system, we're gonna end up in the, these solutions. But now we have like Jeff Bezos and. Elon Musk and these characters going into space, yeah. space capitalists. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're taking yeah. it with us. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you can. Um, I mean, the whole scenario is very undemocratic. Every individual on Earth is uh, it's our Earth and it's our space in a way. You know, nobody owns it more than the other. But some people are controlling what we are doing with this, and that affects us all. Yeah. So that's very un. It's unfair and undemocratic. And we have this system, as I said, that nurtures this, this imbalance. Whoever is uh, like taking the lead and uh, exploring or exploiting will not stop doing that until they are forced to do it. And so there will always be a step ahead before there comes regulations or something that can like uh, protect 
uh, earth or yeah. space. Because life-supporting technologies are expensive, of course, it's going to be exacerbated in space. That whole, the imbalance, space couldn't be democratized unless equipment that could support us surviving in space was freely available to people. It's the people who, it's the technocracy that can control space travel for sure, right? But I'm, I'm talking more about like uh, the not making like environmental destructive things towards Earth or space. Or space. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, then, but also, but if we didn't have this system, we, didn't, we wouldn't have the like wealth to go and explore like this. So, I mean, it's a, it's a complex situation and I'm very humble that I don't know everything. So, but I have my opinion though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I presume that, you know, I mean, as an artist, you're just helping people to to explore these things. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing like as much as research as I can to just have my, when I express my opinion, it's going to be grounded in, in research. And uh, I made an effort to say yeah. something that's uh, not just a random idea or expressing just a random feeling. Mm. When you were a boy, were you interested in space? Well, I mean, I liked science fiction and I liked like uh, those things. Yeah, I was. I mean, I always thought, I, mean, I like, I love sci-fi, I do, but it's not something that is really like, uh, I, it's part of my identity. But I, I do like the like, the classic space uh, science fiction movies and literature and all that. Yeah. What would you like people to take away if, when people come in and see this? What would you like them to take away from it? Well, yeah, yeah a reflection on how we, uh, what imprint we have on Earth or space. That's that's the that's what I want to express. You've been listening to an arts and culture podcast for Tripe and Rasheen with me, Ellie O'Byrne. If you like what you hear, please remember that you can subscribe to Tripe and Rasheen, the independent, reader-supported local news substack for Cork City and County, for just €8 Euros per month or €80 Euros per year. You can also follow Tripe and Rasheen on social media at Tidrasheen on Twitter or Tripe and Rasheen on Facebook or Instagram. The website is www.tripeandrachine.substack.com. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.